Hey everybody, this is J.R. Bell with I Got Your Scripts Podcast. In this episode, it's just more random thoughts and things and just stuff that I've seen on TV and stuff. You know, I was watching the, the political debate. You know, on everything on that debate I saw, I actually did not... I actually did not like because I mean their talking points are what we want to hear but what I want to hear I didn't hear anybody you know say anything you know no one said hey what about the people of Puerto Rico what about the people of American Samoa what about people of the U.S. territories and stuff? U.S. don't care about them. What about the nationals? I think they should make Puerto Rico a U.S. Make Puerto Rico a state, but nope, they don't want to do that. People are like, no, no, no. Well, then why don't they make um, people from American Samoa U.S. citizens in like Puerto Rico? No, they're nationals. Make them U.S. citizens. That's my theory. You know. I mean, that's what I think. Make them U.S. citizens. They need to be. Because they're part of America. They're Samoans. And they're from the island of American Samoa. Make them U.S. citizens. That'll make them easy. Be like, be like Puerto Rico. Make them, make, make them a commonwealth. Puerto Rico, it's a commonwealth. Make that a territory. Show them that you mean business and give them an opportunity. Oops. Yeah, an opportunity for them to become U.S. citizens. That's what I would, would, what would do. Make them U.S. citizens. Personally, that's my thinking. You know, because when you make them U.S. citizens... They'll become part of productive America and that boosts our economy and that makes our infrastructure a little bit better. That's the way I think and that's what I see that we should do as far as our territories. Make them U.S. citizens. Make them all U.S. citizens. You know, some people say don't. I say we should, but you know. That's something they didn't talk about. And they did not talk about nothing about the indigenous people. You know, like the Native Americans and stuff. I call them, you know, people say Native Americans. I call them indigenous people because they were here before us. They are, the, they are our founding fathers, the Native Americans. They are the ones that were here before we were. So before we, they were them. And I think that we should also remember that the indigenous people were the ones here first, not us. You know, they're the ones that were here on this planet. They were here. And they're the ones that we need to protect and to look after and stuff. And I heard them talking about the Green Deal, which is not bad. And they were also talking about health care for all, Medicare for all, health care for everyone and all this stuff. And people were saying, well, how are we going to pay for it? One person was arguing about 
you know, that it's going to cost more money if we, um, if we, you know, tax everybody, the poor, the rich, the middle class and everything. Well, here's my thing. Let's just get Medicare for everybody. My thing is, let's give everybody Medicare. Then after we give everybody Medicare, then let's work out the kinks afterwards. Because I know for a fact, if we do Medicare for all, oh, it's going to be expensive. It's going to be pricey. The reason why? Because in the beginning, it's definitely going to be expensive. I mean, I've never seen anything cheap. It's going to be a little bit pricey. Trust me, it's going to be a little bit expensive. And it's going, the price is going to go up and everything's going to go up. Like, like I hear people talk about, why can't we have, why can't um, minimum wage, oh. oh, not that one. Why can't we have, like, uh, minimum wage should go up to $15 an hour? They're not realizing. Okay, so we have minimum wage at $15 an hour. But everything else is going to go up. Cost of living is going to, I mean, cost of renting is going to go up. Cost of eating is going to go up. Everything around it is going to go up. Everything's going to be what you call, to equal up $15 an hour, people are going to say, well, okay, well, we got to raise your rent. Your rent was normally for our studio was nine hundred. We're gonna raise it to uh, say thirteen hundred. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, I know that's called capitalism and that's called economics of market and stuff. But personally, hey, then fifteen dollars is not gonna fifteen dollars is not gonna mean anything. See, what we need to do is raise the wages to lower the economics of lower the standard of living see raise the wages to 15 that's great but raise everything around us around people that are living there like um rent like rents and food lower all that down to exactly exactly like lower like it was like it was like you're in the midwest so if i'm in say california let's lower the cost of living do you know in California we have more in California they have more homeless people than an alarming rate because you know why? Because the weather is so nice. That's why we have a high number of homeless rate. The homeless rate is at an all-time high because of the cost of not because of the cost of yeah that too. The cost of living and the homeless rate because of the weather. The weather is perfect. It's not too hot. It's, I mean, I mean, it's not too cold. It's no very little snow in the areas that people are making their rates, making their living, who want to squat and live as a homeless person. People. Sorry, had had to take care of some stuff. Um, you know, you know how that is. So I interrupted my call. But like I said, um, in the economics of what we were doing, I mean, you can actually look at everything, and there's some things that are a little bit more pricier than anything else. There's some things that are a little more expensive. Like I know in LA, in LA County, period, especially in downtown LA, they have an area called Skid Row. And in that area, it is such a high, high number of people living there 
Yeah, because in Skid Row, it's very, very... It's so pricey and, you know, and I mean, it's like you really don't want to live in an area like that because you're like, wow, because of the gentrifications and and how expensive it is. So you tend to say, hey, you know. I know for a fact that it's kind of pricey and stuff. So what do people do? They sit there and they wonder why am I living, um, you know, why I can't afford, you know, rent because I'm living in such squat I'm living in such you know the way I'm living I know some people I know a bunch of people that and they just you know, and they get mad at me because they say, well, you're wrong. You don't know what you're talking about. Well, I do know what I'm talking about because I can see it right there where the cost of living is out at all time high. And we're living in such a deplorable conditions where what we make does not equal to what we pay for rent. Some people actually just work for rent. They don't have a cell phone. They can't even get cable. In order to get food, they have to go to soup kitchens and pantries and stuff. That's what they get. You know, just things like that. So, you know, when I tell people, I mean, you got to come up and talk to me or something. Because that's something I don't understand. And I can't get it. I'll never get it because I don't understand why it's such a, a reason for us to live in such despicable and deplorable conditions. And then in the Bay Area, like up in the San Francisco Bay Area, it's an outrageously high priced area to live. You know, people are I've seen people who who are Uber drivers who Monday through Friday, I mean, it'd be like, it'd be like Sunday, I mean, Saturday, it'll be like Monday, it'll be like Tuesday to Saturday, Tuesday, it'll be like Monday to Saturday, these Uber drivers are sleeping in their cars in the Bay Area. And then Saturday, and then Saturday night, they go back down to wherever they live at, and they live outside the city. They live, they go outside the city and live, you know, because they say it's too expensive to live, so they have to find somewhere else to go. 
because they're trying to maximize what they what they spend because they say it's costly and i understand it is costly to live like it is costly to live and um to live a decent life decent lifestyle decent wages i understand and it's costly and it does cost you know and i know it's going to cost seriously no one's ever yeah well i can't sorry sorry that car's right behind me so you know and I just see things like what we pay as what we what we pay out of pocket out of pocket expenses is like way more than what we live and then I hear people protesting about we need more money. We need this, and I or oh, this is the one that gets me the biggest. Black lives matter. This, 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 this life matter. All lives matter. This life matter. Let me explain something to you. Yes, I agree. Black lives matter. I agree that every life matters. I agree that this matters. I agree that this this is the problem. I agree. I really, truly do agree. I agree. But here's the problem about me agreeing. Our problems are that we, as society, tend to not put ourselves in perspective. I mean, you can sit there and say, you know, I do I agree with Black Lives Matter? Oh, but you don't understand. This person died because this person was killed by a cop. And, and you know, and this person was killed by... By this person was innocently killed by the police because of what they did and what they said. And here's my thing: I'm not saying whether they're guilty or wrong because I've seen too many videos where I watch them and I watch how I watch the good, the bad, and the ugly when it comes to the police. And here's my thing: people always say, "Well, if you just cooperate with the police." then nothing will happen. Well, like I said, I've seen the good, the bad, and the ugly. Now, let me tell you the good. The good is, yes, you are... So let me let me be perfectly clear when it comes to law enforcement. Law enforcement always states, you're supposed to cooperate with the police department. You are supposed to cooperate with police. When a cop gives you a direct order, you are to do what he says. Now, unless you are a federal agent, you are part of the alphabet, meaning that you are DEA, FBI, CIA, NSA, you know, you're part of one of the government agencies or you're one of the black agencies. That's what I mean. You don't have to listen to him because 99% of the time, they don't listen. They never listen. Seriously, they don't. And they're supposed to, but they don't. I don't know why they don't, but they do. They should. And then another rule is, when a cop gives you a direct order, you are to follow it. That's what they tell you. 
I mean, that's exactly rightfully. If you're innocent, you have nothing, and you're not guilty of anything, you've never been to jail or anything, go ahead and do what they tell you. Let them run your name. Guess what happens when they run your name? This is something that innocent people who say, I'm not guilty, I didn't do anything, get robbed. When they run your name, guess what they do? That creates a paper trail in a computer. It tells a cop that you were stopped. The cop will ask you, he'll say, have you ever been in jail? Have you ever been in trouble with the police? You can say, no, I haven't. Oh, let me ask you a question. Have you ever been stopped by the police? And that right there will say either yes or no. You'll either go, yes, I have, or no, I haven't. So that's kind of like, which one is it? You have or you haven't? That's what they're going to ask you. See, and then when you, when you say, yes, I've been stopped, what have you been stopped for? Oh, just a routine stop, a routine stop. What do you mean by routine stop? Elaborate. So that means you've been, you have been interacting with the police department. So that's kind of like what they they kind of want you to, you know, that's what, they, that's what they're meaning. So personally, now that's for good. And you're honest and you're helping and you're telling them everything you need to know. Here's my driver's license. Here's my insurance. Here's my registration. Here's my papers. Here's this. Where are you headed? Oh, I'm just going down the street to the store officer. And I'm just going to go buy me a couple of meats and some steaks and some chicken and some pork chops and, and some potatoes and go have a little barbecue and stuff. Oh, okay. It'll take a couple minutes. Good. Boom. Done. Runs your name. Now. That's because you being honest. He tells you, do you mind me search your car? Oh, no, officer, go ahead. He searches your car. He finds nothing. Nothing in your car because he doesn't see anything in your car. But let you, but you are a person who is a non, you are non-black or brown. Oh, yeah, he finds nothing because you're not black or brown. So he smiles and he tries to tell you that, oh, it'll be all right and you'll be done. You'll be out of here. And then guess what? You're out of there and you go home. Let you be black or brown. Getting pulled over by the police. Guess what happens? <coughs> you will be, where are you headed? Oh, also I'm headed to the grocery store. I'm gonna get a couple of steaks and some chicken and some potatoes if I have a barbecue. Oh, really? Yeah. Really? Yes, sir. Let me ask you a question. Yes, sir. Have you ever been stopped by the police? Um, yeah, a couple times. Just routine, routine patrol stops. Really? Routine patrol stops. Yes. Oh, okay. Routine patrol stops. So you've been stopped routine patrol stops. Okay. All right. Hold on just one moment. Oh, by the way, you got your... You got your insurance and... You got your insurance and everything and you, know, you got your paperwork. Oh, you do? Let me have that. Thank you. You give it to him, you know, thinking that you're doing good and stuff. Hey, radios, one nine six. I got a code, blah, blah, blah. I got a code. We'll, we'll make this code up. I got a code 3791B Alpha. Just make it made up code. 3791B Alpha. Cops have, a, cops have a certain code that they use. And they say, okay. And then all of a sudden, two more cop cars pull up. A cop goes, hey, how you doing? Hey, what's your name? Then you 
you're because you're being honest. You gave him all the information. You're being very helpful. He goes, hey, by the way, hey, what's your name? Have you got ID on you? And you go, uh, no, I do not, officer. I do not have ID on me. Oh, you don't have ID on you? You know you're supposed to have ID. Um, no, sir, I don't have ID. Um, the other police officer that's in the car has my ID. Oh, why didn't you? Oh, oh, so you do have ID. You said you didn't have it. No, um, officer, you just asked me. I know what I asked you. I asked you, did you have ID? I know what I said, and then they start getting really irate at you because now you now they caught you. Now they're saying that you're lying. Oh yeah, and then you're, if you got your window down, they can smell like oh I smell marijuana or I smell alcohol on you. I think you're drunk. I think oh you're getting belligerent. You're getting loud with them and stuff. So so it's kind of like. You know, cops get, get loud with you, they get lippy, they think you're being a, they think you're being an asinine, or think you're trying to be really, really, you know, irate with them, think you're trying to call them out their name. Then he sits there, he backs up, and then all of a sudden, no one pulls up, and then he goes, hey, how you doing? Hey, can you sit outside the car for a minute? I just need to talk to you for a second. Um, I'm terribly sorry. Um, um, uh, sir, reason why? Oh no, I just want to ask you a couple questions. Just you know, can I just talk to you? And while you're outside, they're in your car, digging in your car, flipping your car upside down, looking for anything and everything, so they can find out what they find. And if they don't find anything, one of the officers, not see, this is a bad. We'll see, one of the officers will drop something in there. And will say, hey, what is this? And you will say, oh, no, officer, that's not mine. But it was in, and this is your car, right? This is your car. Am I correct? This is your car. And then you will have to say, yes, sir, it is my car. Also, that is yours, isn't it? Uh, but no, officer, it's, uh, yeah, but it's in your car. Am I correct? And you can't deny that. You can't say anything or whatever, you know. You can't say anything or, you know, so you just have to, you know, if you, it's yours. So it's yours. So guess what? Now you're going to jail for charges. You're going to jail because the police department just trumped up charges on you. And the reason why they, you know why cops do that? You know the reason why cops sit there and plant drugs in the car or they write these miscellaneous tickets and stuff? People always say cops don't do that. Let me explain something to you. And if you and if you ever listen, you want to understand the reasons why cops do what they do. And the reason they do what they do is because it's an economical cash cow. Do you know there's a thing called asset forfeiture? That's where a cop, doesn't matter who, a law enforcement agency, doesn't matter who they are, can seize everything that you own down to your drawers. Yes, yeah, seriously, down to your underwear. And then turn around and haul you off to jail. Oh, here's the thing. Seize your car. Seize all your money in your bank account. If you own a house, they take your house. If, you're, if you rent a house, they take everything in your house that you do or renting out of and put everything that you own in that house and put it up for sale. Turn around. Oh, if you are found innocent, here's what they say. Oh, we're sorry. You're found innocent. So they turn around and they will take you to, they'll say, uh, well, it's an ongoing investigation. 
you know so two to three years so they'll tie you up in court for two to three years you're tied up in court and then you're trying to get your stuff back oh but you can't because it's it's a problem it's a problem So they're having issues there And you're trying to get your stuff back Your belongings They'll say Oh well We can give you your money back What we made off of it And then the money they made off of it They'll give it back to you Minus the taxes Then they're going to be tricky And say oh yeah we got to tax you So they got to tax you For the money that they took out of your bank account So if you had say We'll use this number You got 10 grand in your bank account They're going to give you They're going to say 10,000 minus State Local, they're gonna take federal, they're gonna take ten thousand dollars minus federal, state, local, county, and city taxes. That's what they're gonna all say when they take that out of your money, out of your account. They take all of that out of your account, yes. So you get all of that taken out of your account, then that means you're gonna be broke, you know, and you're wondering what the hell is going on. But that's what they do. That's what they do. Uh, you know, that's what they do. They do that on purpose. And that's, I mean, and you know, everybody always says, you know, oh, what, you know, what happens? You know, they go, ah. But I didn't do anything. Uh, I'm innocent. You know what cops say? Yeah, everybody says they're innocent. I remember I, I remember I read a case and I was reading the article about it. It was online. And it was about this guy who got, he ended up going to jail. He ended up doing 25 years. The whole time he was in jail, he kept saying, I am very, I am so, I am innocent. I did not do it. The cop did it. They were telling him. Uh, everybody says that. It's, how, how do I believe you? The guards at the prison was like, uh, "You expect us to believe you? You're a criminal. How do you expect us to believe you? You're a criminal." He's like, "I am innocent. I did not do this." And they were like, "Oh, well, whatever. We don't believe you." How you expect us to believe you? You think us? We want us to believe you? No, we don't. I don't believe you. Whatever, you're lying. You're lying. That's what they kept saying. You're lying. You're lying. You're lying. I don't believe you. I think you're lying. And guess what? Twenty-five years later, he kept saying the same story over and over. His mother, his his father died. His father died, and he got a big pension check. We had a, he got a, he had a, he had a, some stocks and stuff, and he had an escrow, some stocks, and he had a bunch of bonds, bearer bonds, and he had some, he had some savings bonds when he was in the military that he never used. They were from like the '60s that he had. He took those things, and he, and she didn't know that he had them in a safe deposit box. He said for emergencies only. And he and she and he wrote those out, wrote in a note for emergencies only. She took that money, got us. She went and found a lawyer. 
she went, it took 25 years because that's how long, you know, they've been, you know, 25 years, you know how that is. Yeah, you know, 25 years. So she got a good lawyer. She found a really, really good lawyer. And, and she got this good lawyer because this lawyer was the type of lawyer he was very expensive. And they wanted him, but they could not get him because every time they went to go look for him, he was busy doing another case. That's how expensive he was. He was very expensive. So they walked into his law office and first thing they said was, um, I like to speak to such and such. We're gonna use, we're gonna use um, John Doe. They make a uh, fictitious attorney. We want to speak to attorney John Doe. John Doe happened to walk by. He says, hey, I'm attorney John Doe. Um, I want to hire you to represent my son. And he goes, okay, what's the problem? Well, make an appointment. We can see if I want my other attorneys can help you. No, I don't want no other attorney. I don't want none of your associates. I want you to represent my son. And she goes, I want you to represent my son. And, and she goes, and he goes, uh, well, uh, hmm. I don't know. He goes, well, I don't know. I'm kind of expensive. She says, how much will it take for you? He says, right now I'm on a case. How much will it take for you to stop doing that case and take my son's case? And he goes, well, that's going to be pretty expensive. How much? I'm asking you, how much? What's the price? What's the price? Oh. What's it gonna take for you to not, for you to represent me and not my son? Represent me and my son. And the guy was like, The guy goes, well, the guy goes, well, he said, it's going to cost about this much. He goes, I'll give you this much. The guy goes, cancel my appointments. He says, cancel my appointments. He goes, cancel my appointments. That's all he said, was cancel my appointments. That's all he said, cancel my appointments. Nothing more but cancel my appointments. And they did. And he said, what's going on? My son's been in jail for 25 years for a crime he did not commit. Really? Yes. And it was some trumped up charges by the police department for corruption. He says, really, how do you know that? Oh, trust me. At the time my son was supposedly done it, he wasn't there. My son was, my son was actually, my son was actually at work. And they didn't even go check his boss. They didn't even go to his boss to, to get corroborating what we did. I got all the paperwork. I got his time card and everything, his last pay stub and everything. It shows his rate, it shows his rate of hours on there. That's how I know my son, where he was at. Oh, but they didn't believe me. 
you know what they did? They said, oh, oh, we're sorry. I'm, I'm apologize. Oh, yeah, they were like, oh, oh, well, he's in jail. 25 years, still in jail. Oh, yeah, and that, and that police officer is now the chief of police. And he's living a good life because he did what he did. His, his record, his rate of record is high. He got a high number of convictions. Really high number of convictions. Cook Street. It's gotta be, yeah, it's Cook Street. So, you know, and what I don't understand, oh, nice, nice. Yeah, okay. And what I don't understand is that when we try to talk about it and ask the officers and stuff, they tell us, don't worry about it. They tell us, don't even worry about it. They said, just let it go, let it go. My son's sitting in jail, so I got this money. Guess what? They filed a lawsuit. They sued. They filed a lawsuit to reopen the case. Found out when they reopened the case, oh, he was innocent. Oh, he didn't even do it. Wasn't even there. Had a corroborate, had stacks of papers. She turned around, got her son out. Her son said, I just want to go home. He says, she says, no, I'm not done yet. She filed a lawsuit against the prosecutor. She put us, she, she civil sued the prosecutor. She civil sued every police officer in that department, including their pensions and everything. She sued the police chief because he was the detective that um, that put my put her son in jail. She actually sued everybody that was on that case. She even sued the policeman's union, and they asked people said why is she suing the union because the union is the one that holds the money. She sued the union. Union was like, I don't know why they're suing me. She says, because she took them, she took the union to court. just wondered why and they end up couldn't understand why it was like why are you suing me I didn't do anything I'm innocent that's all they kept saying is I'm innocent I'm innocent I'm innocent they were like well if you're innocent you'll you'll be innocent now come to find out they all were like y'all all of them she took them all to court and won she had a good lawyer when you have a good lawyer and you got good money, you can get anything. So listen, in closing, I was just talking about, like I was telling you about the court case and everything about what happens. Listen, now that's the part I was talking about law and stuff. So now that, that's why I said you, you got to have money. So, oh yeah, one other thing. If you're driving, know your, know your rights. Know the law. If you don't know the law, don't quote the law. Know the law. Download mobile apps from the law. Know federal and know your state and county laws. You need to know all of that. Trust me, because when you know all of that, it will better help you. Trust me, it will better assist you into your court cases. Trust me, know the law. Oh yeah, and if you got a chance, 
get you a dash cam. Get a dash cam, and a dash cam will help you um, will help you protect you from when you get pulled over and a cop says one thing and and does another, and you say no, it didn't happen that way, and they say, well, the cop says it says it happened. I have dash cam proof that covers you. It's called cop watch. Better better watch yourself. Okay. Now listen, I'm gonna give you some advice. All right. And this is because I gotta get out of here and stuff. I'm almost done, so I'm about to get out of here. I'm going to tell you right now, listen, when it comes to life and everything, it, listen carefully, okay? If you got anything when it comes to police department and you want me to look up a court case and talk about it on my podcast, you can hit me up on my podcast called I Got Your Six Podcast. You can hit me up on my email, B-A-R-T-S-E-E at protonmail.ch. Hit me up there, okay? And I will literally talk about it right there. Trust me. Put me right, hit me up right there. I will talk about it, okay? Just hit me up right there and I will talk about it, all right? And just hit me up right there, all right? And that should help you on anything that I do and everything else. So this is JR Bell and this is I Got Your Six Podcast and I gotta go. Thanks.